Hello everyone and welcome to our first podcast. My name is Rihanna and this is the Rose podcast. Today here we have the founder of Rose or Rose of Sharon Education, Minister Janice Salaby, and we also have Dorrit who is a participant of the Freyline. So we're just going to hear from Janet at this time and just introduce herself. Hi, hi. Uh, my name's Janice Salaby and um, yes, founder of Rosa Sharon Education. Um, we've been going for, um, from 2010. Uh, we've been a ministry that was formed through um, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, we've just been um, working together just to do the work of God since. Amazing. We've also got Dorit, who is a prayer line participant. Oh, ooh, participant. I'll get the words out. Um, Dorit, do you want to just say hi? Hi, my name is Dorit, and um, I'm one of the morning participants of the prayer line for Rose of Sharon. Amazing. So before we continue, we're just going to open up in prayer and then we'll dive into some questions. So, Dorit, do you want to just quickly pray for the session. Heavenly Father, I give you glory. I give you praise due unto your name. I thank you for such a time as this. I thank you for this ministry that you have given to us in this world. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you continue to bless this ministry, bless the founder, dear God. I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that the worlds will get out to the highways and the byways, that it will meet everybody's needs, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that you will just bless those who would listen to this podcast, dear Heavenly Father. I pray that there'll be something for them that will spur them on in their spiritual life. Lord, I just pray that you will bless the presenter, bless those who are working on this podcast, dear Heavenly Father, and that we can continue, dear Heavenly Father, to spread the good news. And I ask these mercies and I ask all these blessings in your holy and very precious name. Amen. Amen. That was lovely. Thank you very much. So we're just going to dive into some questions. And um, Janice, I know you've um, touched on it before, but do you want to just give a bit more of a background and kind of understanding of how, why and when did Rosa Sharon start? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So uh, way back in 2010, I was um, part of a group of ladies that uh, we would just often meet. It was like a cell group. Um, we weren't part of any church. We met each other in a church. But since that time, um, we had now gone on to other churches, other ministries. And it was a regular meeting. We met once a week and we were going on for I think three years just studying the Bible praying together any issues we would come together and talk about and in 2010 I remember um as seeing a vision from the Lord and and the Lord revealed just a field just a field of roses and you know the um the the typical English red rose and it was just uh, a darkness that covered these roses and very much a dark environment. The petals of the roses was very often just a rich kind of crimson 
colour, uh, very blood-like colour. And, you know, I asked Lord, I said, what is this about? I, I don't really understand. It's just, just a field, an endless field of roses. And he spoke to me and he said, now's the time uh, for the word to get out. And he's doing a new thing in the midst of us. So that's when I went to the ladies and I spoke to them about it. And they were all, we were all in one accord to say, yeah, we're going to go down this road. And um, because it was roses, went automatically to um, what we now know, the Rose of Sharon. Did a bit of investigation into Rose of Sharon. Rose of Sharon, as we know it in the UK, is a nice rose, a few thorns, etc. But the Rose of Sharon in um, in the Middle East is actually a tree, a beautiful tree. And very often it's it's they grow in fields, endless fields of this beautiful tree. And we started to develop from the, um, from 2010. Um, we started off by off offering seminars. Again, it's Rosa Sharon Education. So we offered seminars. Seminars included um, marriage seminars, included um, understanding your teens and regular Bible studies continued. We also offered things like, um, uh, tea, tea, uh, what we call tea parties, but it's very much a informal gathering of people just to come and talk about um, their testimonies, music, just eating and talking, communing, fellowshipping. So yes, the the um, tea parties, which were just annual, um, was kind of a celebration of the ministry and where God was taking us. It, we also had uh, Bible uh, quiz nights. Again, that was annual. We weren't a church. We did not our intention wasn't to set up as a church. Our intention was to be a ministry that supported churches in areas that they had no support. Our strengths during that time was my strengths as a counsellor, being able to give and provide teaching information. That's where the seminars came in. We had ladies that was attached to us that very much her ministry was marriages, was couples. And then the other ladies was very much um, single, how to be single after divorce, how to how to live a single life, how to be a single mother. So it's very much a support ministry, not a church. And that's something I've always emphasize not a church we are supporting others just to get fed through the word of God and the direction of God and and that's how we started from 2010 since then we have just developed 2020 when COVID came we um we went online everything online Oh, let me go back a bit to 2019. 2019 January was when um, we had 
the introduction of our telephone uh, morning prayer at 5.30. So the prayer line was introduced then, and this is something I always speak about. And I said when I spoke to the Lord about it, I said to him at the beginning of January, Lord, I'm going to give it seven days, just seven days, see how it goes, see if there's a demand, see if anybody comes. Nobody comes, then I'll shut it down after seven days. Here we are, 20... 23, uh, nearly at the end of the year, and it's still going. And and that just shows the work of God. There, there, there is a great need. There's been things that's happening that it and, – and what it has taught me is that there's always a need for prayer. When we think that, okay, people are okay, they're comfortable, there's never that situation. There is always a need. So 2019 was when the prayer line was birthed. Um, 2020, because we were all online, we um, had to be isolated, etc. That's when the remote Bible study, which is now um, now delivered every two weeks, and that is ongoing. And this year, August, as part of the ministry, we had our first retreat. So, and one of the things I say is that the Lord hasn't kept us in one place. He hasn't just given us like seminars. Um, tea parties and keeping um just drawing in people and letting them know that they you there's fun in being a christian you can laugh you can talk you can enjoy it's not all solemn you know kind of passive kind of in your place no we can laugh and enjoy but he has led us in a way that um there's been changes ever since and changes in his direction because we're very much um, in tune with his leading, not our leading. If he says, that's finished, I need you to look at something else, that's where we're going. But again, the emphasis on the ministries, we are a support ministry, not a church. I always emphasize that bit. Amazing. Oh, I just love hearing that history. And, you know, you kind of touched on the points I was going to ask about the future and where you want to take it. And, yeah, you touched on the prayer line. So, I think that brings me to the next point. Sorry, airline participants. How do you feel about the prayer line? And it's it starts at is it five thirty in the morning? I believe. Yes, it's it's five thirty every morning, seven days a week. Amazing. Um, Does it get any easier waking up at five thirty every day? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Truth be told, no. It doesn't because of the flesh. It's at the time when you really want to turn over in your bed and you want to feel comfortable and snore a bit longer before you have to get up to go to work. Um, it's 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 not easy, but it's a blessing and it's become a discipline. And to miss it, for me, it feels like something's that haven't started the day properly um when it when we when um, it first started it was so hard to get up at 5 30 in the morning I had to set two alarms one at quarter to five one at five o'clock and then I get up and go and make myself a cup of tea so I don't sleep 
I dial in and I can tell you, I kid you not, sometimes by 20 to 6, I'm asleep. And then I wake up and I hear the music and I'm saying, goodbye, goodbye to everybody. And I've missed the prayer. And it happens sometimes because the body is is tired. Yeah. But for me, it's given me a focal point in the morning to start the day with God, to start the day with thinking of other people other than yourself, to bring their requests in, their needs. And one thing I like about the prayer line is that anybody can join, anybody can bring in a request, whether you are Anglican, Catholic, you know, Methodist, it doesn't make a difference. You have a need and the only person who can supply your need is God. The only person who can heal you is God. Yes, we do have doctors and yes, we have counselors that, but your need as a human being, as a spiritual person is God. And you turn to God. And with that hope that God is going to supply your needs, is going to hear your voice, is going to answer your prayers and on and the prayers of others that you've brought them forward on behalf of others. We've had um, a lot of people from all over the world. I mean, people from Sri Lanka, Australia, um, Jamaica, Canada. Much recently, we've we've had people from Croatia that sent in um, their prayer requests, China as well. And one of my friends, a, a, a sister, sent in a request because she's not well. From China, they heard about it, you know, and we've prayed for them and people have been healed. And then there's some people who haven't been healed, but that's the Lord's decision. We want everybody who's looking for healing to be made whole, to be, you know, to be saved, you know. But that's up to God. We bring the requests in and we petition on their behalf. We've had people who do not believe in God, who say they don't believe in God, but when the time comes, they are seeking God's face. Some's done it in, in, in secret because they know that there is a God. They have to admit they are, there is a God there for them. But, you know, we're not there to judge. We're there to have that, that facility open for those who need prayer. I've needed it. I've not always been on the mountaintop and I've needed prayer. And, you know, for various areas in my life, various things that I've gone through, it's strengthened my prayer life. Um, it's strengthened my walk with God. Because not that I've just because I've seen people being healed or that it's because I know that there is a God and that's the way we, we communicate with him. And it's also stopped me from being selfish thinking of just about myself, because there's other people out there who's got greater needs than I have, and God needs to hear them. They may not have the, the you know, the opportunity to get a place like we have on uh, at 5.30 in the morning. It's not easy, but 
they can just, you know, I'm sort of rambling on, but what I'm trying to say is that our prayers can go where we can't go. Yeah, so yeah. We, we can't get on a plane to China. We can't get on a plane to Sri Lanka to be with these people. But the prayers can, within less than a second, your prayers can be answered and you can be put right. Because Janet was obedient. She answered God's call that we can be able to get up at 5.30 in the morning, however hard it is. We've heard snoring over the line because people are tired. But God doesn't mind. He knows our hearts. Yeah, I've snored many a time over the over the um, line. And God knows my heart. And I thank yeah. God that... Um, yeah, we have that facility and it's 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 wonderful. I, I me personally, I feel really bad when I miss a day. I really do. It's really encouraging. Um when you first started talking about the spirit and the flesh, one of the verses I actually thought about, which I read the other day with my friends, um, Romans eight, eight, six. For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Um I know it just it just came back to my mind when then you were talking. So, in terms of the prayer line as well, how can people join the prayer line? Like, is it a phone call? Is it a Zoom link? Like, how do people get onto that? Uh, it it's both. It's uh, uh, we've got a conference call line, and we also have a Zoom link, and um, some even some people even connect via whatsapp um and what we do as well there is a whatsapp group that if there's any requests required they are unable to get on the phone or the zoom because again it's an early morning um meeting uh, they can always put their prayer requests on there and they're being um, prayed for. And it's, it's, I suppose, that having that freedom of not just the prayer request line, the, uh, the, the WhatsApp line, sorry, the um, access via, uh, uh, what do you call it, email as well, just to send requests in and to know that someone is, um, is, is praying for you and where can people put their requests i know you said email but what's the contact or is there a website or something not yet no we don't have a website yet our contact is a telephone number email text message the whatsapp group um yeah those are the areas uh we we haven't spoken about putting together uh uh email uh, not email a website but yes it's under consideration yeah amazing we'll look forward to seeing that website up and running so it's going to be great so in terms of obviously prayer and, and you know having a prayer life how do people know like is there a correct way to pray because i find for me i always pray and talk to god like i'm talking to a friend just kind of throughout the day and you know when I go to bed I'm just like oh god I just you know I just hope to have a really good day tomorrow and you know stuff like that but some people they'll be like our heavenly father who art in heaven like is there a proper way and a structured way to pray? I, I, I suppose 
what you just described is your personal relationship with him. Um, and it's you just, as you said, just coming to father and say, Daddy, you know something, this is going on, I'm really upset, you know, you're going to have to help me through this. So that's our personal relationship. Um, the scripture tells us Christ himself taught us how to pray. And the first thing he did was um, he opened up in worship. He said, our father who art in heaven, he identified who was talking to. He identified, I'm talking to my father in heaven and I want to um, lift him up. I want to exalt him. I want to worship him because there's no one like him is more awesome than anybody else. So um, what I always say when that question's asked is the template for prayer is um, given to us by Christ himself. And he says within that template that he gives us the power because he says, um, he says, and he teaches us, and he? he says, whatever is done in heaven is done here on earth. In other words, what we ask of the Father, and he's given us um, information how to ask. He says, if you ask, if you knock, if you seek, just do all these things and you'll get it. But And the template itself gives us the structure of prayer. Um, I know we kind of recite it and we recite our Father, a church in heaven, etc., but we can all also use it as a format to go into prayer. The other thing that I wanted to add here was um, personal relationship and um, intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is very much um, a gift, and you're going that one step further, because when you go do intercessory prayer, what you are doing is not just help entering into the spiritual realm on behalf of others and standing in the gap for others but what you'd find when you're in there is that it's very much a place of warfare spiritual warfare um and sometimes um people aren't aware of what goes on during that time aren't aware of what's going on during um intercessory prayer and one of the things that happens in the mornings is that um, depending on the requests, you might find that one of the prayer hosts might go into a place that they have to do warfare on behalf of the person. Um, and what you find happens there, and even in the scriptures, the Lord Jesus, he said to the people that came to him, he said, what do you want? What would you like me to do? So he asks them, he asks them, what do you want? And in exactly the same way, people come to us with their request. Can you pray for me? Can you um, seek the Lord on my behalf? They are giving us permission to enter into um, prayer for them, to enter into the spiritual realm for them, to enter in on their behalf. And you would find that very often there's spiritual warfare going on at that time because the person is in that place, whether it's illness whether they're under pressure, whether it's demonic attacks, whether it's general generational curses, whatever it is, find that very often the intercessor will be in a place of um, not just delivering a message to the person, but also in a place of warfare on behalf of that person. I don't know if I've answered your question. I think... Having a personal relationship with God as well is important. But yeah, I think having that structure as well, maybe starting off with, you know, um, what was it? 
our father who art in heaven that may be flowing into your own kind of thing because sometimes I find that when people pray it doesn't feel natural to them doing it in that structured way but maybe talking to God like he's just your friend is just something that they'll do when it's comfortable and then you'll find that they are doing it on a regular basis because it's the way that they they can do it if that makes sense but yeah I think having the personal relationship and the structure is yeah I think the two together is important yeah and and very different because I always say when it comes to a relationship with the father we have to be comfortable in his presence we we have to know who we are speaking to and 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 he tells us who he is he tells us how he's a merciful god he tells us he's full of love and kindness he tells us how much he loves us that he sacrificed he sacrificed his own his only son and that in itself should just give us comfort that even our tears he reads he knows the language of tears. He knows the language of a broken hearted. The scriptures tell us that even our groanings, that's when we ain't got words and we've got his pain and we're offering the painting, he can read it. He knows it. And sometimes I feel that we have to understand who who God is to us because one another scripture that comes to me is when um, we see Lazarus, when Christ relayed the story of Lazarus and the rich man, and we see where Lazarus is in the bosom of Abraham, you know, they're both crossed over to the other side. And where is Lazarus? He's being comforted, isn't he's and I just imagine him just being surrounded with such love, such such comfort, such strength that he's just protected, he's at ease, he's in a place that he feels good, you know, nothing to worry about. And that's how I look at our relationship with God. It's not, it's it's not um like you're going to like a the headmistress or, you know, the president or the prime minister, someone that you have to be um, in a certain place and you have to, God knows. He reads our hearts. He knows what's going on inside. We can relax when we go to him. Mm-hmm. And 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 that that's what I always say. He's not as, um, I can't find the words. That's scary if people believe it. You said it. He's yeah. He's not. He's open. He's welcoming. He just wants to cover us, protect us, embrace us. That's all he wants to do. But sometimes we put up this thing that he's unapproachable and, you know, we have to be in a certain place and we have to sound a certain way and we have to look a certain way. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, um, didn't, I don't know if it's in the Bible, but this phrase just came to my mind about saying come as you are like is that in the bible anywhere say that um is it in the bible where um say jesus says come as you are or have i just made that up in my head no you haven't there is scripture that that actually talks talks about it because in in that day it was very much rules regulations and laws you had to look a certain way you had to dress a certain way you had to come a certain way you had to a very ritualistic and you know it was that way in those days and as, as we know 
the, the scripture talks about setting the captives free. No more bondage, no more yokes, no more laws. The laws, um, Christ said, I, I came to fulfill the law. In other words, he fulfilled the law through his death. There's nothing more that we have to do. Come as we are means come as we are with our brokenness, our heartache, our, our, our despair, our, our you know, our sadness. Uh, if if we're lacking in anything physical, we come as we are, and that, and that's what the scriptures say. And it's no restrictions. Nothing should keep us. Not even us judging ourselves should keep us away from Him. And 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 um, that's another thing that we find is that a lot of people ask us to pray on their behalf because they don't feel that they're good enough or they feel so sin heavy that God won't hear their prayers. And again, the, the uh, Rose of Sharon education is to educate spiritually, biblically, emotionally, that you, in your despair, anyone, nobody, God doesn't close his ears to anyone. He doesn't shut down. He doesn't shut off. His ears are open to anyone that wants to call on him and believe who he is. His ears, the scripture tells us, his ears isn't deaf that he cannot hear. And that kind of brings me on to the next point. Do you have any words of encouragement for people that want to get closer to God? I would say, um, and and that's something that's spoken about all the time. I would say, just just start off by talking to him. It's as simple as that. And um, yes, the prayer line is there, um, but when we want to get closer to God, when we want to increase in our faith, when we want to seek His face and know His what He wants for us. It's just talking to him. for, And I, I always use this example. If I don't talk to you, how am I going to know you? How am I going to know about you? How am I going to find out your likes, your dislikes? How am I going to do that? So just communicate. And I always say, especially to the young ones, and when I say the young ones, the babies, when you're teaching them to pray, it just has to be simple words. Thank you, Lord. That's it, you've done it. You're connecting. Yes. And that's all we have to do. Yeah, simple words. Start with the simple words and it will grow. Um, Dorit, do you have any words of encouragement for anyone trying to get closer to God? Um, the, for me, I would say, be yourself. God knows your character. Um, you can't be anything other than yourself, but you need to be true. Um, for me, um, I always like to start off and getting closer to God with just singing, worshipping him, you know, and that not only just helps me to, to get closer to God, it, it calms my spirit so that I can cut out everything else and just concentrate on God and myself 
It's just the two of us. Yeah. It's not a matter of being selfish, but it's the way that you're going to get close to God. You get the relationship with God. And, you know, so, you know, worship him, adore him. And then you start talking to him like he is your your father. How would you talk to your father? I know that there's some people out there who may not have the relationship with an earthly father. But think, how would you want that relationship to be if you had an earthly father? You can go and say, hey, up, pops, hi, dad. It's me. It's little D. And this is how I feel today. Or I had a fantastic day today. Or something happens and I want to share with you. And that is what you that's what you do. That's how you will grow. Um, it's not the big long words. If your vocabulary covers those long words and it's part of you, that's not a problem. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you can't use them, but just be yourself and be in the in the make the environment safe for you that you can worship God in spirit and in truth. And search the scriptures, get a favorite scripture. I've my my favorite one is, is Psalms 121. I lift up my eyes into the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And then I put myself in it. You know, I put my name in it because he made that. So the earth, he made the hills, he made everything for us to appreciate, to love, and to adore, to, you know, to feel safe in. And put that in your in your mind when you're coming to to Christ. And yeah, you'd have a a wonderful relationship with God that nobody can dissuade you from nobody and it's 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 um it's really good to have that um personal relationship with him and there was also a a song that says um lord i know you've been so good you've been so good to me when i should have been dead sleeping in my grave lord you've been good to me we don't know what's going to happen day to day we don't know how long we have on the earth but think of the goodness that God has given you so every morning when we wake up at 5 30 prayer we thank God that we were able to open our eyes at that time we don't know if we're going to see the rest of the day but we've opened our eyes we went through sleep and he protected us and we opened it and Lord you've been so good to us so that's my word of encouragement to everybody that God is so true and faithful and he loves us unconditionally. Warts and all. Yeah, when we when we sin, when we turn away from him, when we forget him, he's still there waiting for us. He's still there by our side. He's still there. Come on, my daughter. Come on, my son. Let's have a chat. Tell me what happened. How did you get into this situation? We've rectified it. We're on good terms and we can move on. He's like that. He's, he's not a, there's no conditions. Yeah, he's not scary. And he doesn't put no conditions on us. 
that the law is no longer there to hold us down. We've got the freedom Jesus died for us on the cross so that we can go directly to God. We don't have to go through the priest. We don't have to go through this. We don't have to, you know, say 10,000 Ale Marys. We don't. We can go straight to our father and say to him, Dad, I feel broken today. Or Dad, I've had such a wonderful day. Or Dad, thank you for this beautiful day you've given me. We can go direct to him. And it's the best thing that you can do is to give your life to Christ. Doors will open for you. Things will, you know, just manifest for you in your life. I'm not saying it's a bed of roses. I'm not saying that you're always going to be on a mountaintop. But when you're down in the valley, you're in the valley with Christ. You're not there to stay. It's there for a learning curve. But when you come out, of it oh it's just such a blessing this just I, I words fail me what to say i just encourage you try god if you've never tried him try him give him a try and you'll see how wonderful and how sweet he is i completely agree um giving my life to christ is probably one of the best things i've done um but yeah i i would also say just give your life to christ and you'll see what what you can do but um yeah thank you both for the words of encouragement hopefully someone has taken that on board and you know just i don't know maybe decide they were then to give their life to christ but you never know so back to um the whole prayer line and rosa sharon education i just want to know and maybe if the people want to know who are the core team or is there a team or is it just uh, Janet, is it? Is there a team? Who who are the people? Wow. Okay. Um, right. So the original leaders. Um, I, I'm the only one left of the original leaders. So the prayer line. We have five hosts praying. So we have a schedule for the um, prayer line every morning. Um, uh, everything else, it's done through volunteers. For instance, we've got the upcoming retreat and it's just people volunteering their time, um, their knowledge, their effort. It's not a one-man ministry. It's it's just including everyone that wants to um, be a part of a ministry, know what, how to operate in a ministry, whether it's just administration, whether it's just organisation, whether it's just contacting people. Um, so uh, I, I, I suppose I lead it, but... I don't consider myself on my own because there's always other people in the midst, always other people that's um, doing things. They're leading in their way. Um, for instance, Minister Dorrit, um, and she's, as she said, on the line every morning, but she doesn't come on her own. <laughs> she, she comes with many others because she pulls others in. She she evangelizes. So, um, again, that's her hat. But, you know, we're grateful for 
anyone that wants to come on board, anyone that's got a skill that's not being used, that um, the Lord has imparted into them, equipped it, equipped them with it, it's not being used, then for me, if, if we have an area that we can help with your progress, getting somewhere, doing something, we will do it. I'm not a male in this ministry. God himself heads it. Holy Spirit leads. Um, and, yeah, it's it's just connecting to us. Again, we're a support ministry. We support others, and that's the emphasis. Um, because uh, very often, well, the scripture itself, um, Paul said in the scripture, said, um, we are many different parts of the same body. Um, so, yes, I might lead it, I might oversee it, but there's so many others doing so many different things. Their skills, their giftings, it's just been highlighted. And again, that's the way the Lord wants it to go. Not me. <laughs> I always say nothing to do with me. So all the Holy Spirit. But I might be the voice, I might be the head, I might might be the name you'll see on most um, communication. But there are so many, so many people involved in the ministry that just, just wants to work for the Lord. And, um, yeah, we work together to get there. Amazing. Incredible. It's nice to hear that, you know, you have volunteers. And I didn't even, I didn't even know there was about five people on the prayer line I always thought it was just you or is it Robert yeah Robert I always thought it was just you two but it's nice hearing that there's more as well and I think having that support system is important as well and I don't know one of the key things I've, I've been hearing in my head as we've been doing this podcast is the word obedience just being obedient to God and following what he wants you to do and listening to his instructions and just going through with that so I think that's a nice takeaway from this podcast. But um, yeah, it's been great having both of you. Um, thank you for joining. And yeah, I guess we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. <laughs> and and that's that's the other thing, what, what our future holds in 2024. We're, we're looking forward um, to doing a podcast uh, once a month. We've got our retreat coming up. Our Bible studies continue. Our daily prayer line continues. So, um, yeah, and we just want to do the work of God. And that's our passion. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for being the presenter. Again, a gift, a talent that needs to be highlighted. And we're so grateful to have you taken on this role thank you for that the next one will be yeah it will be a month a month's time after this yeah yeah so one pod podcast a month and we'll have different people on talking about their experience and stuff but yeah this was great and again yeah thank you for joining and we'll see you in the next one thank you so much god bless you god thank bless you both <laughs>